This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com forward slash critical to find out more. Saturday Squeeze is your shortcut to being informed weekend style. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, subs again, but we'll do it very quickly. (laughs) Then we'll get into all this talk of banning TikTok. Yep, we will. And coming up this week, it's a real mixed bag. Uh, We'll finish with a listening, reading and drinking recommendation, Kate. We've never had a drinking recommendation before. It makes its debut in Saturday Squeeze (laughs) this week. And we make our debut on the Australian podcast ranker, Claire. We'll talk a bit about that at the end of the podcast. Let's do it. Most click link out of the Squiz Today email this week, Claire, was an article about how to organise your fridge. I thought when you said that this was the most click link that it would be <laughs> like how to sort of condo your fridge, make it look good, make it, you know, look good for Instagram or whatever. But no, it's so much more helpful than that. No, so this was advice from the UK Food Authority. They released a guide on what goes where in Mm. your fridge and particularly with safety issues, top of mind. Uh, I kind of think that arranging your fridge is sort of like how you stack your dishwasher or hang out your washing. It's sort of how you were brought up as the right way to do it. That is very true. People have very strong views about these sorts of things, including myself. The thing in this article that I learned is your milk isn't actually supposed to go in your door. In the door, no, because it's not cool enough because mm. that is where it gets opened, obviously, in the door. Yeah. And yeah, where it doesn't get as cool as it should. Um, it's a serious issue. So in Australia, oh, okay. more than 30,000 <laughs> hospitalisations, a million visits to the doctor is caused by food poisoning. Yeah, so rice is one of those ones you've got to watch out for. I learned Can only in, article too. in one day. Can't leave it in the fridge for longer than a day. Oh, good to know. Question for you, Mm. eggs in the fridge or not? I don't mind them in the fridge. I think that's a storage issue though. Uh, Okay, just space. Yeah. Okay. The interesting thing about this for me as well is it's very specific to where you live. I have a sister who lives in Darwin. Everything goes in the fridge. Yeah. Of course. And it's that uh, state divide too of New South Wales and Queensland of the tomato sauce. If you're from Queensland, it goes in the fridge. Okay. If you're in New South Wales, particularly anything sort of below Sydney, it's definitely in the pantry. Last one before we move on. Chocolate, fridge, (laughs) not fridge. Definitely the fridge. I like it a bit. I like it cool and snappy. This article says no. That's a big no-no. And I'm a pantry person. It's a big topic of conversation in my household. (laughs) There you go. I think we're done. Yep. From fridges to subs. Let's talk about subs. Albanese and that subs announcement was the biggest story of the week. It spent the most Mm -hmm. time in the news headlines. Um, For me, this one, and maybe for a lot of people, the media, the government, commentators telling us it's a big deal. Yeah. And that is kind of what makes it a big deal. Yeah. But a lot of it goes right over my head. (laughs) That self-fulfilling prophecy, you reckon? I don't know. Something like that. Let me give you the three big things about it. So AUKUS is the biggest new strategic deal done in the world in decades. 
decades. These AUKUS subs are our biggest defence procurement project since the World Wars, uh, and the analysts are saying that it's the biggest step that the US has taken against China. So lots of big things are connected to it. So you're just once again telling us it's a big deal, so it's a big deal. But I'm it is a big deal. But it is. A, I know it is a big deal, clearly, clearly. <laughs> I'm right on board, of course. Submarines, big deal, big defence projects, got it. On top of that, we had Paul Keating saying it was all a waste of money. So that yep. sort of further flamed the fire that was burning mm-hmm. on AUKUS this week. Um, a lot of people saying who cares what Keating says, he's yep. irrelevant now. Yep. It probably wasn't sort of what he said but the way he said it. Yeah, and look, of course he's entitled to his opinion uh, <laughs> but it's notable because it was very, very unusual. Uh, in fact, the word unprecedented was thrown around was. a lot um, for a former Prime Minister to diss a new government from their own side so very harshly. Yeah, he was a, a Labor Prime Minister um, and, of course, there's a Labor government in place yeah. and that's who he directed his criticism at. Exactly. We also aren't used to our politicians or our former politicians speaking so candidly. Yeah, and some of the phrases that he used on Wednesday were very Keating-esque. And look, I was a kid during the Hawke government days. I was a young adult during the Keating years in power, so I have some recall. Uh, Also, the journalists who were really reporting on this were there through that era. So they were able to tap right back into that. Um, Keating calling journalists ning-nongs and their questions dumb. It's just vintage Keating. Yeah, so it's pretty expected from him, although unprecedented um, (laughs) for the time. He also had a massive spray at Foreign Minister Penny Wong. He said she's not doing her job properly because foreign policy is now being dictated by the military. She responded to that, of course. She said, Paul Keating has his views, but in substance and in tone, they belong to another time. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty good response, actually. We kind of just said that as well. Yeah, Yeah. it did tap into a lot of that. Um, She also addressed the issue Um, She said, we don't face the region of 30 years ago. We don't face a region we hoped we had. Um, So to put some context to that, Keating was Prime Minister. Uh, He did a lot of work to actually get Australia to focus on Asia for Mm. things like trade and strategic alliances. Uh, He said that's where our future was. Uh, And, of course, a lot of that has played out because Australia's done very well out of the Asian economies uh, when they, particularly like China, became a lot more developed. Yeah, he was also a firm Republican. He was never a fan of the Anglosphere, as he called it. And this week he was very critical of that new alliance, bringing us back to subs and AUKUS, and that puts the US and the UK at the top of our sort of best buddy list, Claire. Yeah, so there's a lot of layers to it. Um, long story short, I was just thrilled to watch the press club address live. Uh, it was televised on the ABC. I sat down to have some lunch. There it was. It was just incredible. I'm just trying to reach for my phone to find the text <laughs> message you sent to me. It was something like, Keating's blowing up at the press club. Turn it's- it on. Epic. (laughs) (laughs) That was your sport this week. I'm glad you enjoyed it. On to our news story. Claire, over the Christmas period, we released a podcast series. We hadn't done it before called The Year Ahead. I think we'll do that one again. I remember it well. It went very well. It went very well. People listened to it, so that's always good. In that, we spoke about what we thought the big news themes of the year would be. Mine, I think, (laughs) I think, was around privacy, security, Mm. and in particular, social media platforms like TikTok. It's been a slow burn, unlike your prediction of the economy being a big deal this year. I feel like that was a pretty safe bet. 
Are you still chipping me about that? <laughs> Look, it's ramping up now, my prediction. <laughs> yes, it is. You can claim victory on that oh, one. Sort I of. I don't know. I feel like the economy is <laughs> oh, a better way to go. No, it is a big deal. And look, we spoke about it this week on the Squeeze Today podcast. Um, just a quick gallop through it. The mm. US uh, banned TikTok on federal government devices last month. Um, that's already the case here in Australia. So basically, if you work for the government, they give you a phone. Uh, you can't have TikTok on it. Um, that's a long way, though, from an outright ban. Yeah, and that's what's been talked about this week because a bill went through a committee and I don't fully understand US politics as well as you, but something like that, went through <laughs> a system within the parliament that would give President Joe Biden the authority to ban TikTok. So it's a thing. It's become yeah. a thing. Um, doing that is really complicated. I mean, yeah. Can you imagine the government telling TikTok users they can't have it or yeah. more so companies that make money on TikTok telling them they can't do that anymore? Yeah, and of course, as it always is with America, cue lots of discussion about free speech and people's mm. rights. Uh, I guess it's important to talk about why the government's concerned about this and two things pop up. Uh, ByteDance, which is the company that owns TikTok, it's a Chinese-based company, uh, it could give sensitive user data to the Chinese government. That's how the laws work mm. in China for Chinese companies. Um, there's also concerns that it could manipulate users by pushing propaganda, um, also mis- and disinformation on China's behalf. And on the first point, I guess, um, lots of people will say to you, well, who cares if the mm. government knows what I'm up to? Yeah. We're back there. Yeah. I'm just a kid. I just like making dance videos and having fun <laughs> with my friends on TikTok. Um, look, it's a lot more than that. It's about what happens in the app behind with all the data gathering mm. and the access that the app is able to give to people's profiles and the information uh, even beyond the app. So lots of questions. And, of course, really what it's doing is paving this sort of digital road for China um, potentially, this is the main concern, mm. to track the locations of government employees, build dossiers of blackmail content uh, and also conduct corporate espionage. So it is pretty serious and that's why the US government and plenty of Western governments around the world are taking it seriously. So when you get into these conversations with people and they say, well, I mean, I don't really mind, like whatever, I just mm. like enjoy TikTok like we all do. Mm. Um, it's actually not about you, the individual, necessarily, but what masses of data can provide. Mm -hmm. TikTok has 100 million users in the US alone. Yep. The second point that you mentioned, and this one's a bit more nuanced, if the Chinese government has access to what they call TikTok content management systems, the algorithm, yep. essentially, yep. they could push out information that suits their political agenda. And that's where it starts to become a bit scary. Yep. And Kate, particularly as we know from our work with Squiz Kids on mm. media literacy, um, being able to tell what's manipulative, what's fake and what's true online, even adults struggle with that. So hard. Let alone kids. And those skills are really lacking across the community. It's really important for younger generations. Of course, it's one of those issues that's come up because of the internet, yep. you know, that little thing that happened a little while ago. <laughs> that's changed the world. Yeah. Um, Claire, it's something we grapple with here at The Squeeze, of course, um, when you're building a media company, yeah. you kind of need to be on these platforms. It's really hard reading all of these stories and being honest about all of these concerns, that's in one bucket. Yeah. On the other bucket is, wow, there's a great audience on Everyone's TikTok. there. Yeah, and the content's amazing and the content can be really safe and, you know. I feel really torn about it. I really do, which is why Squiz isn't really into TikTok much at all. But, you know, audience is king. We love the audience. <laughs> we love to meet 
audience where they are and TikTok is one of those platforms. So, look, it's really hard, I have to say. Stand by to see where we land on this one. Claire and I will be discussing it endlessly (laughs) uh, for the next little while. On to what's coming up. Claire, we promised a mixed bag for coming up and a mixed bag it is, <laughs> starting with the mainstays of what's coming up this week. Yep. If Parliament's sitting, we'll make sure people know about it. Yep. They're sitting both houses for the next two weeks. Expect a bit of Aussie politics in your newsfeed across the next fortnight, especially in New South Wales. Yeah, that's because there's the New South Wales state election. Uh, one week to go on that. Dominic Perrottet, he leads the coalition. Uh, he's up against Chris Minns from the Labor Party. There's been lots of fun made of Chris Minns about whether anyone knows who he is. If you mm. tuned into the weekly with Charlie Pickering, he had an absolute ball with it this week. Um, anyone's guess about what might happen? The polls are really, really tight. Want to make a prediction, Claire? I really don't. Oh, come on. Look, the coalition's already behind because they don't have an outright majority. And uh, then when you throw and then all those by-elections and then a exactly. lot of people retiring. It's and, a really tricky yeah. one. I think even the experts are struggling with it. You're an expert. You're struggling. <laughs> there you go. Um, don't forget to vote, of course, if you're in New South Wales. Early voting starts today. If that's more of your thing, it's probably my thing. Big week for sport, Claire. Footy mm-hmm. is well and truly back. You know I'm a league girl. I sure really do. really like rugby league. But I watched the Richmond-Carlton match on Thursday night. A draw. First time there's been a round one draw since 2011. What a start to the season. Oh, they couldn't have wanted anything better, I reckon. Lots of attention on how exciting the season's going to be. Do I have to prompt you to talk about netball? Well, no. Okay, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyone who's listened to this quiz for a long time will know that I'm a bit of a netball fan. Super netball starts tonight. Collingwood v the Swifts in Melbourne. Fever versus the Vixens over in the West. Can't wait for that. So we've got rugby league, we've got AFL, we've got netball. I mean, who's your super netball team? Uh, it's the Vixens. Okay. Yeah, it is the Vixens, weirdly. Just, I'm a big Sherelle McMahon fan. Yeah, right. I'm um, back in the day. She was our... Yeah, she our, was huge. Our, our best, best goal attack ever, in my opinion. And uh, she played for the Vixens and she coaches them now. and assistant coach now, so that's my team. Okay, I'm on board. Claire, as we were looking through the events calendar, yes. a particular day piqued your interest, <laughs> International <laughs> Astrology Day. It's on Wednesday. <laughs> yep. It's time to tell Squeezers about your commitment to your stars. Long time Squeezers will know I'm pretty dry. Um, I don't have much of an imagination, truth be told, and basically zero spirituality. Uh, But the stars really do catch my attention. They do. I quite like following them. Kate, uh, I'm just looking at your week ahead. Okay. Um, You're going to have interactive sensual chemistry so strong (laughs) that it could be classified as a narcotic. So I think you better... Worn According your to which star, like, that. where do you get? Where, what's your source? Mystic um, Medusa, who is like just a cult following. She's incredible. She's in the Australian newspaper yeah, on the weekend. Yeah. yeah, you've read them to me before. I love reading people their stars. What's happening to you this week? Uh, it's I'm going to make really good connections. Great, intriguing, and there's going to be an intriguing encounter. Oh, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. There you go. <laughs> we'll just let's just blow past mine though. I'm not sure about that. I just want your husband to be aware. That's okay. <laughs> oh, goodness me. I think we're done. Let's move on. <laughs> Squeeze recommends, Claire, one thing we tossed up talking about from the week that was was the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. Yep. 
both of us, when we were talking about talking about this, <laughs> had the same thought and that's that it's so complicated. Yeah. And look, I quite like business and finance stories, but this one really is complicated. Once you get into government bonds mm. um, as soon and as you say bonds. <laughs> and yeah. those sorts of things, I have to really focus. And look, it's one of those things that we'll get into, I think, in a shortcuts next week yeah. because it's not just about a bank or a couple of banks. It's about the US financial system, the European financial system, the state of play where we're at in terms oh. of the economy. It's, it's quite interesting, but it just takes a bit to actually boil it all down yeah. and then make it really easy to understand, even for myself. So. Yeah, and I guess getting to our recommendation on that then, the um, the New York Times podcast, The Daily, has an episode on it this week, yeah. which is a really good starting point. It's a great starting point. It really tackles the Silicon Valley bank issue. Of course, a lot has happened since then. It's going to be one of those ones that does unfold quite quickly. Well, you've got our shortcut coming up as well, so I'm yep. sure there'll be the updates exactly. and then um, we'll be following that story as, as we would. Um, watching? Watching. So we've got a gateway video to the world that is Amelia uh, Di Moldenberg. She has a YouTube series called Chicken Shop Dates. Yeah. Uh, she takes celebrities to her favourite chicken shops and they sit down and have some chips and some chicken and talk about stuff. Um, the link we've got is to her recent date with Shania Twain. Yeah, so you can which get as into that. people know we're a fan of. This is yeah. a, us trying to entice you, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and actually she's been around for a while. I first noticed her last year. There was quite a bit of buzz around her there's been this sort of growing affection between her and Andrew Garfield who's quite a famous actor yep. um, she does red carpet interviews and it kind of got to a point where he gets quite giddy around her it's really quite fun okay we'll put a link to that in your episode yep. notes as well but I think um, the reason we're pulling this one out this week of course is she was on the red carpet at the Oscars for yes. the after party um, and she did a variety of interviews they're yes. all very entertaining and basically in the interest of what we do at the squeeze is just letting people know about people you should know about yeah she's if you don't know about her she's someone to put on your radar absolutely and those are worth a watch the oscars was actually the second biggest story of the week yeah huge this week yeah lots and tells you about the week when there's a big political issue that sucks up all the oxygen Mm. then usually it's quite regular for a lighter entertainment story to come in number two yeah but it was a big one it was a big one um to finish off a drinking recommendation claire i'm not much of a cook as people (laughs) might know i do like wine though Mm. i was very encouraged by the news this week that one of my favorite wines it's the taylor's chardonnay won a big wine award 26 dollars yep It'll probably go up now, I'm thinking, though. Um, <laughs> but a link to it is in your episode notes. <sighs> and look, I'm, I'm a Sav Blanc girl, which means I'm diametrically opposed to you as a Chardonnay girl, but, you know... Or as you said in the Squiz Today newsletter, a Cardinet girl. A Cardinet girl, exactly. <laughs> Have you got a recipe that I can drink it with? Yeah, look, something very flavourful to mask the taste of the Chardonnay. <laughs> oh, uh, how about a spicy tuna tartare? Uh, our oh. mate Squizzy Brommel, Emma Brommel, who the Squiz is named after, she's been in the Wit Sundays this week. Um, there's all sorts of names under the under the sun that I could call her for having a beautiful time in the Wit Sundays. It looked amazing. Mm. Um, she casually lobbed in this recipe. It's just really beautiful, fresh tuna. Mm-hmm. You dress it and it sort of cooks in its, like a ceviche, it sort of cooks in its little juices. Delicious. Yeah, sounds good with a glass of white wine. Whatever white wine you may <laughs> choose. We won't go on about the fact that there's no white wine emoji, but stand by for that <laughs> oh, campaign. Well, that's a whole other We'll thing. be launching that one day. For sure. On to Squeeze Press.
Squeeze Press Claire, we decided to put Squeeze Today, our flagship podcast, into the Australian podcast ranker this month. Top 10, baby. I know. It's good, isn't it? It's nice, wasn't it? Nice. And look, we know because, of course, we see the data, so we know exactly how our podcast is performing against the other published data. Mm. Um, so not really a big surprise to us, but I'm sure uh, for many people and for the team, it was just nice to see us in the realm of really big podcasts in the country and we're up there. We are up there. I mean, we'll let people in on a little secret here. There's a bit of conjecture about yeah. the ranker within the industry. There's lots of talk about the validity of the list. It's not exhaustive. There's plenty of podcasts that yep. aren't on the ranker, but it is a good measure of where you're sitting and it certainly has some of the biggest podcasts in the country on it. So we are in good company. Well, just tell us why we're doing it. Why we're doing it? Yeah. Well, I feel like I'd say this every single week, but we want <laughs> advertisers to work with us. <laughs> it's not that complicated, it's is it? It's not that complicated. We're running a business here, but oh God, the commercial director hat's been on two weeks in a row and it's a bit much, I think. <laughs> we can have Kate's commercial corner. No, we won't. We, I promise we won't do that. <laughs> but that is why we're on there, just to sort of put in lights, really, how big yeah. our podcasts are um, and to get brands to consider working with us. So yeah, and it's verified data and, of course, lots of brands like that sort of data so we can put it up against and out in the open and everyone can see how absolutely great our podcast is. Absolutely great our podcast is. We will leave it there. Catch you next week. <laughs>